1: The following program has been pre-recorded. Thank you for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxam. The mission of Albertina Kerr goes like this. Kerr empowers people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, mental health challenges, and other social barriers to lead self-determined lives and reach their full potential. Coming up in this interview, we're going to talk about something that's very innovative that Kerr is doing. So let's get started. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Mickey Herman. Mickey is the interim CEO of Albertina Kerr. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland, Mickey.
0: Thank you, Gary. I appreciate you having me on to talk about Albertina Kerr.
1: Well, it says here Albertina Kerr is one of the largest nonprofit organizations in the state of Oregon. That's uh, that's, true. That sounds like a big thing.
0: It is a big thing. It's a big, complex organization that provides amazing life-saving services to young children and adults with uh, developmental disabilities and mentally challenged disabilities.
1: Albertina Kerr has been around for a long time, right? Tell me some of the history of Albertina Kerr.
0: Well, it's a fascinating organization. Since 1907, Albertina Kerr has been caring for Oregon's most vulnerable citizens. Over the decades, our services have evolved to meet the community's needs. We offer short-term crises, psychiatric care, and community out-based patient mental health services for children, teens, and their families. And then for individuals experiencing an intellectual and or developmental disability, Kerr provides safe and supportive 24-hour care, residential group homes, as well as employment training with follow-along coaching. And last year, Kerr provided more than 1,000 children, teens and adults with essential life-saving care.
1: A thousand, that's a thats a lot.
0: It's a lot, but there are many more that need our care.
1: Where are Albertina Kerr Centers located? Are you throughout the state or mostly in the we Portland metro?
0: Throughout the, we are throughout the state, Gary, and we are also sprinkled around uh, Sizably in the Portland metro area. We have a 10 acre campus located out in Gresham with a Portland address that has our Crisis Psychiatric Facility, one of the historic buildings, and a new project that we're going to be talking about today.
1: Excellent. Well, I, I want to kind of hear your history with Albertina Kurt. It Sounds like you've been uh, with the organization for a while and in a variety of positions.
0: I've been very fortunate. I was recruited back in 2010 to become a volunteer at Albertina Kerr. They had three shops and one restaurant with over 500 volunteers that actively worked shifts and everything that they sold and people purchased in the restaurant was given back to Albertina Kerr. So they were the first set of ambassadors that I got exposed to within Kerr. And then I got a seat on the board of the Foundation Board of Trustees and I just continued to participate and become a more active board member, finishing up my board chair position in July of this year when I was appointed by the board to become the CEO, with a recent resignation of our prior CEO, Jeff Carr.
1: Sounds like you have a real passion for your work.
0: I do. Uh, The work they do is so needed, and they do it so well, and they're one of the few facilities in the state of Oregon that offer all these services, and I really appreciate any organization that deals with uh, the less served, the under-marginalized, and the mental health community, particularly with children, teens, and young adults.
1: Can you tell me more about the services that Albertina Kerr offers?
0: Absolutely. Albertina Kerr offers the Children's Mental Health Services, which addresses the mental health challenges of our community's children and teens. And that, as we know and have been reading about recently over the past year, has uh, surged to really unbelievable amounts in the state of Oregon and um, teen mental health and the suicide rate is very high. So we provide that. We have a child and family therapists that are qualified to deal in the children's mental health services, um, and that is a short-staffed area, so I just want to do a shout-out that we are uh, incentivizing and supporting them by successfully building a recruitment and retention fund to do that, because we see the need will continue to be great. For our community and our state, we offer adult residential group homes uh, and kids residential group homes. And then we have a variety of employment services that take some of our clients and actually place them in businesses and organizations around the state and the city that make a wage and uh, they basically get to enrich and contribute to society.
1: Wonderful work. Tell me about what the, is. what the last year has been like for Albertina Kerr and the families that you serve. It's been a tough year for a lot of people,
0: well, for it's everybody. It's been an extremely tough year, Gary, uh, that is for sure. And with that has come the greatest need in the Children's Mental Health Services. Because we have such an an existing uh, situation and crisis of care prior to the pandemic. The pandemic just accelerated those mental health challenges of our communities, children, and teens, and we needed to continue to find solutions that allow for us to expand and provide that care. Uh, We also have seen a real need to Uh, stabilize our workforce to be able to provide that care and to really keep our clients safe in all of our group homes and our staff safe in all of our group homes. So CUR is an organization that never sleeps. We're here 24-7, 365. We have to be available for referrals from doctors and emergency um, hospital um, boards And we have to be able to respond quickly, and we're dealing with really – critical care situations, and then you layer on the pandemic and the safety and health challenges that came from that. It was a very stressful and difficult time, but I am the first to say that the staff and the team and the leadership and the board at Kerr really came through and did whatever they could, and we had tremendous support from the community to keep us going and to be able to sustain us through that difficult year and a half.
1: Excellent. We've, I mean, we definitely have turned a corner. Are you seeing uh, any improvement with things now that uh, that society is kind of getting back to quote-unquote normal and vaccinations are, are happening? And are, are you? Well, we're. Su-
0: We're certainly seeing an improvement into wanting to return to normal. We're still seeing the same conditions with children's mental health and with the uh, developmental disabled uh, community and the needs that we have to serve there. What we are seeing is that people have more choices on where they work and how they work, and that has really brought in a major uh, recruiting problem within the sector that services Albertina Kerr in the human service industry that we serve as well as our uh, community partners that have like-minded organizations. And that is really difficult to see because if we don't take care of this community, who will? And we need to have the staff. And so we hope uh, that we have plenty of opportunity to get the right staff, but that's been probably our biggest challenge next to the health and safety and sort of dealing with the changing uh, structure on safety guidelines from the state and the government.
1: We're talking today with Mickey Herman, interim CEO of Albertina Kerr. Well, Mickey, what you just said kind of leads us into what we want to talk about today, which is uh, you have an innovative housing project underway, Kerr's Workforce and Inclusive Housing Project. Tell me all about that.
0: We do. It's one of a kind. It's uh, very unusual, and we're very proud of it. So at Kerr, we believe that we always do can do more to make a difference in the lives of our communities, most vulnerable citizens. So when we learned that we had several caregivers on our staff who were struggling to keep a roof over their head, We knew we needed to find solutions, and not only is this a moral issue to Albertina Kerr But we think that this is a greater existential threat to our business and the social safety network in our state. If we don't have a stable workforce, we don't have a mission. And if we don't have a mission, we can't take care of mental health and developmental disability and psychiatric crisis center care that is needed in the community that we serve. Knowing that we live in a community that is high to live, to afford, to stay in. Our direct service professionals are really those superheroes. They provide that essential 24-hour residential care throughout our neighborhood-based residential group homes. They ensure that in our care, those those clients survive and thrive and lead fulfilling lives. So to help provide that greater workforce stability that was really an imperative for those caregivers and the other human service workers at Albertina Kerr, her donated 2.5 acres of its 10-acre Gresham campus out on Northeast 167, 62nd, to build 150 units of affordable housing units, which is a studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartments. This project also includes fully accessible independent living opportunities for 30 adults experiencing an intellectual or developmental disability those individuals have fewer affordable and accessible options for integrated independent living. And imagine they are competing in the environment for living conditions that are difficult to even afford for individuals that don't have these challenges and they have the affordability and the lack of accessibility for them. So this project has... 117 units that are targeted for those human service uh, workers, which we call direct service providers. So these are the individuals in Kerr that actually are faced directly and care for the clients in our residential group homes. They are really our first thrust to make sure that we can offer the care that we need to. 30 of the units in this workforce housing development will be sprinkled throughout the building for the adults experiencing an intellectual and or developmental disability and then three units serve as temporary emergency housing and we've really reached out to the advocacy groups for the accessible living opportunity community on where they have challenges and really engage them in this process to be sure that we're looking at committing to this new level and standard of accessibility. So it will have state-of-the-art technology. We will fit the current critical shortage of quality, affordable housing for them. It's also going to have an, an additional benefit holistically that it will be net zero, which means the entire project will produce more energy than it requires to operate at stabilization, which means we have zero energy bills. We use solar and we're using cutting edge technology that is out there in the state and that companies are offering at sizable grants and stipends.
1: You said this was an innovative housing project and you weren't kidding. That sounds amazing. Is this kind of a unique
0: thing? It is very unique, and we hope that this will set the stage to have more of these within the county and within the state because they are needed, and they're needed throughout, certainly if I can be so bold, throughout the United States.
1: Wow, it just sounds like something else. When, when do you expect this project to, uh, is it underway now?
0: It is underway. We broke ground in January of this year, and we expect to start uh, the lease up, which is we actually go out to start to lease uh, the apartments in uh, early 2023 and then be fully leased up about mid-2023.
1: Wow. Congratulations. This is exciting.
0: Thank you. Well, it's really important to acknowledge the team that helped us make this possible. We had an amazing group of uh, partners in this, and first, it started with conceptually with the developer uh, Edlin and Company, uh, who met with Jeff Carr, then um, the CEO of Albertina Kerr. We have a first-rate architectural firm. Uh, in Portland, Ancrum, Moison. we have an outstanding general contractor in Pence Construction, and then we have a very strong advocate and very much a luminary in net zero energy design specialist with Greenhammer Design Build. So they are equally as excited as we are about being able to do this for Kerr.
1: Top-notch people in the Portland area, for sure.
0: Absolutely. And you can guarantee that you will see them again on a billboard somewhere doing the same thing with someone else.
1: <laughs> That's good. So why, uh, tell me about the concept of net zero. Why did you want to have this project be net zero?
0: Well, Net Zero is really um, an interesting idea, but difficult to execute quite often because it involves a lot of uh, study and research, it involves a lot of outreach, and it involves understanding the components and the elements and what's required and being able to plan it at the initial design stages of a project. So. What it means is we will have solar panels installed on site, which will produce enough renewable energy to fully operate the entire building of the 150 units. It will add another layer of affordability because residents won't be paying for utilities, electricity, water, and sewer, and high-speed Internet. It will also have the largest solar photovoltaic, or PV as it's known, system of any affordable housing project In the Pacific Northwest of 660 watt kilowatts, and that is of interest to a lot of the folks in this uh, industry, so that's a big number. It will be one of the largest multifamily net zero projects in the United States, according to the New Building Institute's Zero Energy Buildings Database that tracks this. Once this Project is certified as a net zero energy multifamily building. The project will rank in the top five in the country, and the array will eliminate 514 metric tons of CO2 emissions annually, which equivalent to removing 111 vehicles from the road for one year.
1: (laughs) Wow, This this project, you're blowing my mind. This is crazy. Well,
0: I think that uh, our uh, our entire crew and the past CEO really laid this out thoughtfully and worked to present this idea to the Kerr board, and uh, they, were, they were very supportive, and this is going to be groundbreaking in so many ways, in so many positive elements.
1: Well, you're, what's amazing to me is not only does Albertina Kerr helping people who are some of the most vulnerable in our society, but you're doing it in such a thoughtful way that also helps them out as they live there and helps the environment and is just better for the world. So that's Thank you
0: for acknowledging that. We think it sets a standard that can be replicated and shows what you can do if you put your mind to it and if you bring the right partners along. Yeah.
1: We're talking today with Mickey Herman, interim CEO of Albertina Kerr. Now, besides all of that stuff you've already told us about, there's other stuff that uh, some other notable features of the project. Tell me about that.
0: Absolutely. We couldn't just rest on having a net zero project. We had to add more. So there will be 128 parking spaces with solar on top of the parking canopies, which is very notable because normally there isn't that robust amount of parking spaces. The apartments will have convenient access to transit, grocery stores, healthcare community centers, parks, and schools. There are bus stops directly adjacent to the site and a max station half a mile away with sidewalks, ramps, and lights along the entire distance. And the project will include street improvements along the full Kerr property line, bringing the sidewalk and a bike lane that currently do not exist into fruition.
1: Wonderful, even more cool stuff. So this isn't uh, free, nor is it cheap. So tell me, how no. did Albertina Kerr fund all of this?
0: Well, the actual cost of the project, Gary, is $45.9 million, but we were helped with some really key supporters. First, the city of Gresham gave us $11.2 million through access to the Metro Housing Bond Funds. We received $1.3 in private support from philanthropic leaders such as M.J. Murdoch, Charitable Trust, Meyer Memorial Trust, Wayne and Joan Cooney Foundation, and the Oregon Community Foundation. And then we utilized low-income tax credits and permanent debt financing rounds to handle the rest of the project funding.
1: And what kind of impact are you hoping this project generates? It's, this is such a big thing. You, it, there's got to be some real hope out there for it.
0: Well, we, b- we hope and believe that this is indeed an, intera- an innovative roadmap of what can be done collaboratively to make a life-changing difference, that housing insecurity is a national problem and a national threat to having secure Lives, housing and security is one of the biggest issues in the U.S. that we face as a society. In Portland, our frontline caregivers are facing incredible challenges finding adequate housing, and it doesn't look to be improved any any better in the future. They're caring for our community's most vulnerable citizens. Again, if we don't have caregivers, we don't have a mission. Our hope is that the Kerrs Workforce and Inclusive Housing Project will serve as a reputable model for social service providers facing similar economic challenges and that we see more organizations create projects like this one.
1: What does it mean to Albertina Kerr to have such real commitment and passion from these caregivers that they're willing to do the work and not get rich doing it? What does that mean to Albertina Kerr?
0: It means the world. It allows us to do the work that we do. It keeps us focused on the fact that we must provide for the people that serve, the people that need the care, and we must take care of them. And we owe it to them to do our best, and we believe that this is Another opportunity to show them that we have heard, we have listened, and we will do our best to improve it for them.
1: With this new innovative housing project, um, the uh, KERS Workforce and Inclusive Housing Project, what kind of caregivers are you hoping to attract with this? Um,
0: Well, uh, if you want to know all of the details on what we are looking for about caregivers, Albertina Kerr and this project in particular, I would encourage people to go to AlbertinaKerr.org and on the landing page you will find links that will give you every opportunity that you can click on on What kind of positions we're looking at, both not only in the direct service providers, the direct caregivers, but all of the professional staff and other CUR staff that we need to support the organization at CUR. It tells you about all of our fundraising that we're doing that supplements anything that we receive from um, the state or from any uh, bonds that come through uh, the state as well. And it also really acknowledges where we have gaps in particular professional areas like nursing, uh, child and family therapists, and it tells you all of the answers to the questions that you still might have about this workforce and inclusive housing project.
1: Is this uh, the first of many of these projects for Albertina Kerr?
0: Well, I would hesitate to comment on that, Gary, but (laughs) I would say that we would hope that this would be a standard for others to become active and not just leave the landscape to Albertina Kerr.
1: I know you said this project has been in the works for how long again?
0: Uh, It basically, um, the legwork to to do the research and the due diligence goes back about four years. The groundbreaking on the actual property happened this January, and then we'll be looking at completion in spring of 2022, and then we start the lease-up to finish in spring of 2023.
1: So a lot of the work has has been happening for a while, but what does it mean for you, Mickey Herman, interim CEO of Albertina Kerr, to have the baton handed to you? This... It's going to open up and you're going to be the, the lady in charge.
0: Well, it's very important to me because I was on the board to see the vision presented, to see it through the presentation, to see the groundbreaking. And now I have the opportunity, as I'm the interim CEO, to keep it on the course, to finish it well, and to hand it off to the next leader for Albertina Kerr.
1: You must be very proud.
0: I'm very proud, and I'm very proud of the Kerr staff that is here every day doing the critical work that is needed and continues to soldier on in an exceptional way delivering that high level of service. And I can only expect, as their interim CEO, to have the same level of care and service to them as an organization and as an individual community.
1: Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been a fascinating Thank you, Gary. We've been talking today with Mickey Herman, interim CEO of Albertina Kerr. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.